Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network. Monday. Mm-hmm. 
I was already mm-hmm. like I didn't realize I was getting sick, but I knew I didn't feel good that morning. And Sorry. so we're driving back and I'm like, Oh crap. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that point when you realize, no, I'm not just feeling a little off today. It's not just the drive. It's not just the uphill, downhill thing. I'm getting sick. Mm-hmm. Like, there's Sorry. stuff going on. This is bad. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was the joy of driving back. And then we get home, and there's no power. Right. So that was fun. And so we had a lovely evening in the 1800s. With our little oil lamp on the porch, mm-hmm. because at least it was cooler uh, outside. And yeah, yeah it was like, yeah. what the hell? And then Tuesday, everything was so like trashed. Like, internet's weird. Everything was weird. And yeah, it was just, it's been like one thing after another this week. I mean, I know we pretty much start the shows with that. Like, it's been one thing after another. Like, could we get well, a break? Well, can we get a break? Well, like, again, like we're not break. going to because this, unfortunately, is our, you know, is my world, my business. Um, you kind of pointed it out last week to, to me that, you know, that you, you know, some people live in certain areas and some people put up with certain things. You know, some, you know, if your husband works on AC, every one of your friends are going to call to fix their AC. Well, yeah. I, you yeah, know, I work there's in a certain amount of social that. life. Um, yeah. I work, you know, in priest life. You know, I don't get the, oh, so the AC's out. Would you run over and, like, pop some Freon in it? No, I can see I'm going to divorce his ass, so will you please make him understand that he's an idiot? Oh, yeah, there's there's always that. Yeah, those are actually reasonable. <laughs> we, uh-huh. we do occasionally get unreasonable ones. Uh, we but, do, yeah. we do. No, what, what, what I do have to say, and I'm not minimizing anyone's pain, is I do find it slightly humorous. That I no more than said earlier today, because we were planning an outing for Sunday if I'm actually, you know, 100%. And I said, ooh, let's pick up this one friend because they are in a relationship with someone who lives near where we're going. So they're doing like a distance thing and money's tight and all that. And I was like, why don't we grab him and take him with us and then, you know, like, that'll be awesome. No uh-huh. more than said that. And we hear from the other half of the couple, there currently is a storm brewing there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, are you flipping kidding me? Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm going, like, no. just got out of the last one with them? And it's, like, I'm not mad. I'm really not mad. I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I just, like, totally was like, let's help them out. Let's get them in the same room together. You right. know. Yeah. Uh, are, are you kidding me now? It's like, really, no, guys? To... Like, now I don't yeah, even want to put that off that. out there. I'm like, noob. 
New. Nah. We're not putting that offer out there. Nope, 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 nope. Like, we're going to yeah. pretend when we are in that area that we weren't there. Like, we are not posting to Facebook. We are turning off the phones. We are pretending mm-hmm. that we did right. not leave the house on Sunday. Oh, um, well, that's but, fine. Yeah. Because I prefer that. Um, I know. Not to be me. But, but, you know, I kind of like to be able to go to somewhere, go do yes. something, take that quality time. And then on the other side of that, I'd kind of like, you know, because of our security risk, because of my positioning, um, and, you know, I'd like to be able to go and enjoy that activity. And oh, not yeah. have to be on. Well, no, and I get all that. It's just, come on. How many times do we mm-hmm. actually, like, can, can I just point out for our audience, it took me, like, what was it, 10 events before I finally figured out that your version of, all right, I've got this event in, like, you know, Morgantown, and we're going to go up, and we can go do this and do that and blah, blah, blah was his very optimistic version that was totally divorced Mm -hmm. from his work self Mm -hmm. that somewhere on that drive turns on and suddenly it's all get to the hotel, check in, go to the event, come back from the event, go to bed, get up, drive home. Ten events. Whole time sitting there going, I thought there was supposed to be fun. Where's yeah. So, well, when, you know, I get done at the event and I'm like, hmm, I'm in the mood to go do X, Y, Z, and you're looking at me like, uh, It's after midnight. Yeah, and I'm like, and the show's not till one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not taking you to a bar. Mm-mm, no. Like you went to that event to make money. If we take you to a bar, to a bar, we'll leave broke. I know how Depending to work. Depending on the bar, some of them I still have an account with. Uh oh, good lord. No, that's just frightening. No, not happening. Nope. Yeah. No, 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 and I'm not, bar, not, I'm not a bar kid. I'm not a bar kid, and we've gone right. through that in an earlier show. If I'd been a bar kid, we would have met like a decade sooner. But you yeah, know. um, yeah, I, I'm not a bar kid. I don't do bars. I'm usually end up the DD, mostly because when I drink, I'm a two drink drunk. If I drink three, put me to bed. If I drink four. Just give me a trash can. And, you know, with like, me, I it's like, 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 like there's no amount of. Like, the upside is no matter how drunk I am, I will clean up after myself, but uh-huh. I would like a trash can. Like, don't make me get up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. No. I don't, yeah. I don't do. Like, I, that's why I'm like, what, why go to the bar? Like, it never did anything right. for me. You know, like, well, I never I had going to the bar. Experiences. 
Yeah. For me, I like going to the bar. And the reason I like going to the bar really has nothing to do about the drinking. That's never been the thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's more so the ability to hang out, get with the community, see what the heck's going on on stage, sit there and debate the new makeup style or why they have no tits. Um, you know, that's what it is now. When I was younger, it wasn't even about drinking then. It was about making money. How much can I pull oh, in tonight? Okay. You know, sure, and sure. interlinking and working with things. So for me, the bar isn't let's go get drunk. Granted, I'll grab a drink as I come through the door, and I'll probably have the same drink by, as I walk out the door. Um, but that's what bars have always been about is community. And, you know, that's why Pulse was such a huge thing. Um, that's why, you know, you know, a, a lot of things start at bars. You know, Stonewall was a bar. It was our, our community, and we said, oh, we had enough of this shit. And 50 years later, look at where we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, like, I get that. I, I do. I get that. And I should should clarify my statement. I don't like going to gay bars. I love going to a lesbian bar. I will go to a lesbian bar with any lesbian that wants to take me. Like, lesbian bars are great. Uh-huh, but they don't have shows. I know, but I actually get hit on at those. You don't actually get hit on at the like, bar when you go to right the bar. Until that girl realize, I am good until girl realizes that I have a penis. And that's and debatable like, if that's oh. even an issue. I was like, be careful there. It is not debatable whether I have a penis. Well, no, no it's debatable whether she's disappointed that you do. I don't know. Suddenly, let me give you my phone number. Okay, see you later. Uh huh. You know, Hmm. there's been a few times that we've been at some events, and I've been like, I need to put Lojack on him. Can someone hand me, you know, the injectable pen? So if he comes up missing, I don't have to check every garage in the country. But. Well, honey, you know, here's the thing, and this is your problem, and I've seen it with other gay men. They don't realize when people are flirting with them. Unless, you know, they're handsy-handsy. And then I'll have to step in and go, oh, I don't think so. I don't know what you were thinking, but that ain't going to happen today. Um, Because people flirt and are sweet and nice to you all the time, and you're like, huh, I didn't even see that. And it's like, oh, dear God. He has blinders on, and he doesn't even realize it. Oh, no. I am that gay man. I've heard of this. Like, I I have. And the classic story is uh, two of my friends, they were, you know, a couple. Um, They were at the grocery store. One half of the couple is, like, getting – or well, they were both getting flirted with, but – one of them is totally oblivious. The other one is like, I see where this is added. 
Um, mm-hmm. And the bag boy w- was a bag boy at a grocery store. And it's like, hi, mm-hmm. can I take your groceries out to the car? Uh-huh. And there's like two bags. And right. so, of course, the oblivious one says, no, we can carry two bags, thanks. Like, uh-huh. what are you, stupid? Like, I don't need help with this. Why would I need help with this? And the other one is right. like, I swear to God, are you on mm-hmm. this planet? I've become that right. one. You have. I do. I like, I don't, I don't like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like, I'm just, I go to the grocery store for groceries. I'm not trying to pick someone up and take them home. Most Probably, you know. Um, I don't know. We've seen some guys at the grocery store, though. It's like, <laughs> that needs a bag. Like, does Kroger have yeah. a bag for that? I don't care if it's reusable. I'll buy the reusable bag for this one. Like, ha, ha, But no, I was not, I'm not totally oblivious. I did catch on very well to the to the one guy at the gas station. Totally not well, oblivious yeah. to him that night. I was like, actually, I was more surprised we didn't get home and find him in the trunk. Like I was. Well, I was actually surprised we did not find the trunk. I would have sent him back. Aww, but he he was he was okay. Yeah, he was tiny. It would have been awkward the whole time. Like this poor guy. He was cute as a button, but he he was like cute as a button the way you say it about a ten year old. Because right. he was like that height and like that mm-hmm. build and it's like Oh, you poor baby. Oh, some little bear gonna squish you. It's like you're cute. I get oh. health insurance. Yeah, really? You know. Yeah. 911, what's your emergency? Oh, my God. The bears mauled him. I can see it on the 5 o'clock news now. Oh. Yes. Yes. But, no. No, he, like, but I was not oblivious. I was not oblivious. There was no being oblivious uh-huh. with this boy. Like, dear sweet Jesus. He just had this face that was like Puss in Boots in the um, Shrek movies. Where it's just mm-hmm. like the big giant eyes that are like, take me home with you, please. Uh-huh. Get me like, out of here. leave me here alone, would you? You know. Like, what the yeah. hey? Like, good lord, boy. I tell you to look like look for someone your own size, but my God, playgrounds are probably a bad place for you. Jesus. Yes. Oh, he was. He was so tiny. He was so tiny. Tiny yeah. little man. And, and, but, oh. but, yeah, you become that one that you don't realize it. You know, it's like we were at Starbucks, and we order our coffees. And, you know, I noticed the barista dude wasn't uh-huh. even hitting the map. You know, it wasn't like, oh, you know, you know, the meter did not even read. It was just like, uh-huh, okay. 
um, get my coffee, and it has a friend of ours name on it, and I'm like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, murder. we're totally not even like we're normally nice to our friends, and we don't announce their names on air. Yeah, Roger. Uh huh. Yeah, we're uh-huh. calling Roger out for this one. It's like stop yeah. handing out our pictures. We know you're lonely. Yeah. Everyone knows you're lonely. All of Grinder knows you're lonely. You are the thirstiest boy on the East Coast. We've got it, Roger. Stop sending out our picks yeah. trying to pick to trick someone in the middle of the night. Not cool, right. dude. Very not cool. Um, and I was like, all right. Uh, I'll stop I don't think that. he's actually doing that. I wouldn't put it past him, oh, but I, I don't think, think he's he actually doing that. <laughs> I think he does. Like, stop using um, face picks or anything else. Knock it the hell off. You know, I want to be able to, you know, I'm spending at least two days at this lovely establishment. You know, and I'm quite sure within those two days, unless he's a shitty barista, and he wasn't, me and him will get to know each other very well. It'll probably be the last time I was there for a month. All I had to do was walk in the building. It was already pre-ordered, hand them my card, and they knew immediately handing the drink. Otherwise, he will maul you. Well, there's that. Yeah. yeah. Most there's people at Starbucks figure that world. out about you real quick. Well, yes. You know, it's like when we go to the hospital, I have no problem <laughs> with anything mm-hmm. there. They have seen me in action. Well, true. True, true. Very true. But, yeah. No, I'm just like, are, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. there was a moment, like, of all the names that could have been misheard and put on a cup. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Likely yeah. story. All right. Like, you were up. It's like, dude, we know you were up here while you were working on your degree. We understand you were thirsty. We see what mm-hmm. has happened now. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so for our listeners, I now have to have another spinal fusion. Yay! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like joy of joys. Uh, and, which you was know, probably, that will... like, you know, like, that's never news you want to get at the doctor's office. That is not, like, a thing you want to contemplate. And... Like, my surgeon was offering, like, no positives. It's like we're basically going to go in and try to stop you from causing yourself more damage. You're not going to regain functionality or see any improvement to your symptoms. Also, here's the legal things that I have to tell you. You could possibly Mm -hmm. die during surgery. You know. Like, dude, could you at least do this with hand puppets? Like, God, your delivery sucks. Yeah, that's because he used to not do that speech. 
he's being made to do that speech because the nurses have looked at him and said, oh, no, buddy boy, that is your speech. Yeah, well, I'm sure the lawyers for the hospital also looked at him and said, nah, nah, you get to do this one. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, no, I know I that mean, speech. It is, it's kind of, yeah. Right. I know that speech. Well, and it's, you know, speech I've already backwards. had one fusion. I've already, yeah, I've already had one fusion. I've already heard the speech. He very quickly got that, so he was kind of zooming through it, not to mention, you know, at this point in the appointment, we were now running late for the CT scan that should have been mm-hmm. scheduled before the appointment so that he didn't have to do the, you know, multiple-choice surgery tree because we were having that whole discussion of, well, depending upon the CT, we may have to do this, or we could do this, or we could do that, or we might have to do this. Dude, really? Could you have not have just yeah. canceled my appointment and been like, go get your CT and then reschedule? With his availability like, at that point, now. At that point, I know. I know. Still. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's a problem when you're dealing yeah. with one of the tops. And I mean more than um, t- more than a top. He's one of the top physicians in the country. Very good hands. You know, I don't play double, you know, pinky nice with doctors. They know not to play pinky nice with me. Um, they tend to realize that I know your shit, you know, and I can override your shit. And I know where you're headed, and believe me, before you entered before you entered this room, I knew what you were, who you were, and exactly how well your insurance was. Yeah, well, you know, I just personally like my last fusion experience in which I like he handed that speech off to some underling. Yeah, got right. speech, whatever about the speech, yada 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 about the speech. I didn't even meet my last surgeon until like five minutes before, you know, surgery. He kind of came in, how's it going? I'll be your surgeon today. Do you have any questions? And I'm kind of laying there like, well, you've already given me the first half of this cocktail to knock me out. No, I'm pretty good right now, dude. And, okay, let's rock and roll. You know, I mean, they already had me laid out on the little, like, balance beam with the, you know, the cross, basically. Like, I don't know, like, where TV gets this idea that surgery is done on, like, a gurney. It's not done on a gurney. You're not on a metal table. You're on a pole. It's basically, Mm -hmm. let's take a balance beam, shove it between your butt cheeks, strap your arms you know, out from your body, and good luck keeping your legs on it. You know, like, that that was the situation I was in. I'm like, who does this? Like, where? It's a like, lot of no. No, mm-hmm. my, like, I, no. No, I want a full table. Full table. Mm-hmm. Full table. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my thing now. Like, no. I'm paying for a full table. I want a full table. Like, I'm paying for a surgical suite. I would like a full surgical suite. But, you know. Yes. But, you know, know, some of those tables, you know, ones like the balance beam allows them to rotate you easily. 
Um, they can actually turn you upside down or whatever way they need to do, whereas the metal gurney is more for abdomenectomies, um, stomach and heart. Um, you are messing with a back surgeon. He's going to have you to where he can flip and move you any way he needs to. Yeah. I'm just saying, knock me out before you take me and throw me on the balance beam. That's all I'm saying. Like, right. you want to put me on a balance beam? Put me on a balance beam. But let me not be awake for that. Let me not have right. that, like, I'm half drugged. Let's walk down a hall. And by the way, do you think you can get on this balance beam? Really? Uh-huh. Really? That's insane. Really? I'm half drugged right now. I'm half drugged right, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Whole time he was doing his hi, nice to meet you, I'll be your surgeon speech. Yeah, I'm just sitting here going, I have cold metal touching my butthole. I have cold metal touching my butthole. Like, that's all I could think. Like, I was so drunk, that was the only thought I had, was the immediate stimulus of cold metal against my butthole. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 this is not an experience of my surgery I should remember. Uh-uh. Nah. Yeah, I'm going to tell them to up your drugs. Yeah, really? That'd be nice. Like, lots of drugs, yeah. please. Lots of drugs. Lots of drugs. Well, Just, I want to feel nothing until, like, mm, March. Right. Late July, after I've done put you into the gym and gotten you into working out three times a week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can I get the uh-huh. Michael Jackson cocktail, please? Michael Jackson cocktail. Like, that's what I want. Oh, you can okay, pick so me anywhere you want to pop and... me. Uh-huh. So a little bit of Belladonna yep. will take care of it. Not a problem. All righty. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. He's been in a mood for our listeners. If you haven't, you know, I asked him what you wanted for dinner on Wednesday. Poor thing said, can I have a mandrake salad? And I'm like, that's a root. No, like I asked for, hold on now, hold on. I asked for a mandrake and foxglove salad with cyanide dressing. Uh-huh. And you pointed out the whole, you know, foxglove's not in season and mandrake tastes like licorice. And I'm like, fine. Can you just marinate chicken and, you know, cyanide and call it a day? <sighs> That was well, that was where I was at. That was my neighborhood. That's where I was living on Wednesday. It was like, kill me now. <laughs> like I could, like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't have talk. My throat hurt. Like everything mm-hmm. was screwed up. I couldn't have hear. You know, mm-hmm. it was like I think I was probably awake for a t- grand total of between all the naps of like. Four or five hours on Wednesday, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, nah, just kill me now, just kill me now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. at least you got a really nice, you know, really nice boss that doesn't really care as long as his schedule's done by Sunday, so he knows what the hell he's doing. Everything else can rock along. Yeah, and it has this week. Yeah, it has. It's like last good. night was really cooking. That's what was really cooking. Yes. 
Yeah. Like, is that a record? Can you I mean, uh, like, I'm not going to go into actual numbers, but, like, was that a record night for Keen? Mm, add another 10% it would have been. Wow. Okay. Still pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. much up. Very much good. Um, very much, you know, just bring me coffee. Um and let, you know, because I can't have a conversation with you because I have to come back to you, you know, out of alpha wave to have a conversation. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I don't know. I yeah. think there was like, what, five straight hours you couldn't even get to the bathroom last night? Uh, correct. I actually messaged them and said, can you please put a table in the bathroom? Just a table. It doesn't have to be yeah. anything fancy or big. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not putting yeah. a table in the bathroom. Nope, not happening. All right, well, I get water damage. No. I don't want to hear about it. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. You know, but that's one of the that's weird okay. things you won't that hear occurs about it. with you their... Won't hear... uh-huh. you, you will not hear that shovel coming at your head. You won't feel a thing. Uh, uh-huh. No. You know, but that's one of the weird, weirder things. About us and about my life, and you know, it's something that I've ran into with family members or other family members. Um, as an independent contractor, as an independent, you know, owning your own business, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, are you doing okay? Do you need some money? And it's like. What? You know, well, we could always use money. Like, if if you're looking for gifts for us, if you're looking for gifts Mm -hmm. for us, Dollar Bill Green is one of my favorite shades. Mm -hmm. But I really love the feel of plastic with that black strip on the back. Gets me hot. Um, See, I'm more old-fashioned. I love Benjamin. You know, Benjamin Franklin has a um, glorious photo. Mm-hmm. We totally accept PayPal. Totally accept PayPal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Love, well, we are, love, love that me That kind of PayPal. brings up a, a future thing we're going to be doing. Uh, you know, we well, will be yeah. launching a Patreon um, yes. for this network. Um, and then we're, you know, that'll give you perks or, you know, we're still figuring out what we're going to do with it. It's just been pointed out that a lot of mm-hmm. people want us to have one. So, yeah, we'll be doing that. Um, you know, maybe a special radio show or even a live cast or something to that effect. We'll figure that out. Um, yeah. But, no, like, yeah. financially speaking, no, we're not going out and buying an Escalade as much as he wants one. We are not going out and buying an Escalade. You know, we are not having caviar for dinner every night. I'm kind of glad on that one. Um, Me too. But, you know, financially, we're okay. Like, we could yeah. be a lot worse. I mean, you know, and especially when you consider we are, like, the house is paid for. Mm-hmm. You know, one, generationally, own a house. Like, you know, 
we we don't we only have the one car payment. Um, right. You know, we've hit our mid thirties, so you know, insurance is now cheap as long as you don't get yeah. a sports car. Um, but insurance is now cheap. Um, you know, we don't have like a massive looming ton of credit card debt. Um, you know, we've got the one card and the balance is kind of like, meh, not really important. Um, well, it's a low limit card. I didn't want anything big. Um, but you know, like it's, it's not that much. It's, we don't have a lot of things that are like looming and like, oh my God, we could lose everything tomorrow. No, we're not there. Um, we're actually right. doing really good, um, age-wise especially. Um, not many people in our, like, I, and I'm not bragging because I know a lot of people are out there struggling um, to make car payments and rent payments and, you know, like, and I'm sure to them our life sounds like a total dream. Like, I would just love to be in that position. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, and that's kind of what we're saying is we're really not doing that bad. Um, you know, there, there are way more people, um, doing a whole lot worse. And I will go ahead and say, I don't care how much you appreciate the show. If you sign up for a Patreon and you're out there struggling, don't like, I will, I will flat out say that. Like if you're struggling under the weight of like rent and car payments and you don't know what you're eating for dinner tonight, like do not sign up for a Patreon. Like I like, I'm having my Susie Orman moment of like, whoa, don't do that. Like, what right. you thinking? What you thinking? But anyway, right. sorry, that's my soapbox. I'm, but I do know that like there's sometimes there's that feeling with like Patreons and stuff um, that it, it does. It doesn't seem that expensive, and it isn't. Um, a right. lot of them aren't really high cost per month. Um, and so a lot of people will throw money towards those because they really enjoy the content. They really, you know, they want to connect. But it's it's also one of those things of, like, check yourself. I know it's only a dollar. I get that. I know. like, or You know what I mean? Um, or it's only five bucks or it's only ten bucks or, you know. But, no, take care of yourself first. Always take care of yourself first. You know, if if you're out there and you're struggling, take care of yourself first. Like, you don't need Patreon. Like, that should not be a word in your vocabulary. You know, don't even. Like, forget the charities. Like, charity starts at home. And if you're struggling, be charitous to yourself. Exactly. And, you know, and it's not like we're starting it to keep the station going. We're starting it because people are saying, do you have one? You need one. We'd like to do this. You know, why don't you do this? Um, and a lot yeah. of things get started. A lot of Patreons get started that way. It's not because you need it. Um, it's far from yeah. you need it. It's more so for us. And, you know, this was brought up ages ago for us to do and it's like you know we really don't want to but we get tired of the emails we get tired of you know 
the promoters going, well, do you have this? Do you have this? Well, some of it is also, I think we were struggling with the, what do we put into a Patreon? Um, You know, uh, do we, like, uh, I'm a little, I'm struggling there. Like, that's, I think, our biggest holdback on, like, setting up Patreon, going ahead and launching that, is, like, what do we want to put in there? Like, I want to uh-huh. make sure it's worth it. Like, if you're going to send me a, like, right. even if you're just going to send us, like, a dollar a month or whatever. Like, because we haven't figured right. out what we're setting tiers up at. Um, but, like, even if you're spend, sending a dollar a month, I want to make sure you're getting something for a dollar. Like, you right. know. Like, I, and I don't mean physically, but I mean, like, you're going to actually get something that at the end of the month, you're going to be like, really, only a dollar? Um, or whatever yeah. amounts we set, it's going to be like, wow, that was totally more than worth it. That's kind of me. That's kind of my thing. Um, under promise, over deliver. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the, you know. I'm one of those people, if I think I can do it in two weeks, I'll say three. Because everyone likes getting it on, you know, uh, early. Mm-hmm. No one ever likes it when it's like the last day of three weeks and you're turning it in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so always under promise, over deliver. You'll make everyone happier. Um, lessons learned from my father. It's what we had to do for our curfews. Um, you know, because he was one of those people, if you showed up, like, if your curfew was nine, and you showed up at nine, you're late. You're always late at nine. Don't care if it is nine, zero, 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 you're late. Mm-hmm. You show up at 8.59, the man was perfectly happy, the world was a wonderful place. But if you show up at 9 at your 9 o'clock curfew, you might as well stay mm-hmm. out for three weeks because he's going to be just as mad at 9-0-0-0-0 as he's going to be three weeks later if you come home, you know, drunk, stoned, with a baby. Like, right. it's going to be just as bad. Right. So, um. yeah. I know one thing I want to do is like a private group on Facebook for, you know, coffee shop network. Um, That's been one thing that I've bounced in my head um, for a Patreon. That way they kind of get limited, you know, they get special content, special access to some things. Um, Probably um, some type of like YouTube live, private live where you guys get to actually talk back to us because we don't get a lot of that, you know, and it's more than just asking questions. You get to, you know, figure out maybe a little bit more about us. You'll get some extra photos, maybe brought along for some things we go and do. Um, Oh, yeah. Maybe some behind-the-scenes of the event stuff. Yeah, like I could see know. that being a thing because I know you're already or we're well you're already doing videos on like on our way to events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But no, maybe some of the behind the scenes stuff because some of the events we've been to, I think it would be really cool to see like the setup because like the finished mm-hmm. product, like especially for one of them, was amazing. 
Um, but mm-hmm. there was that like moment when it's like, oh, my showtime, we're just getting there. You know, not everything's come together yet. And, right. you know, the house lights are up and all that stuff. And, you know, well, there's actually been a few events like that. There's um, the one party every year that you go to that I swear to God until like 10 minutes before that thing actually kicks off. Mm-hmm. It's like, I cannot believe people paid this much money to be here. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Um, you know, like, really? This looks like garbage. And then all of a sudden, like, five minutes till, till gate open on this event, it all, like, snaps together, and the mm-hmm. place is amazing. I don't mm-hmm. know how, the, like, every year it's the same thing. Ten minutes before mm-hmm. gate open, it just looks like a rack. Like, what are you doing? What were you thinking? You are not going to pull this off. And five minutes later, they have all their crap together. Life is perfect. The event, the venue mm-hmm. looks amazing, and mm-hmm. they're good to go. I don't know how this happens right. every year, because every right. time we show up at that at that event, it's like, are are, are we on the right night? Like, did we yeah. make an oops? Like, uh-huh. do you need help? <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, we do a lot of things like that. I'm a part of a lot of things yeah. like that. You know, Beltane in the Forest, it's like, uh, are you sure you've done this right? And it's like, yeah. Don't we need to do this? No. Oh, that don't oh God. Okay. Well, yeah. I, now, I don't know how, like, that's a tier three or whatever the highest tier is. That 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 like insight video to the behind the scenes of Beltane, uh-huh. that is gonna be a you gonna be sending me like a hundred bucks a month. I don't care <laughs> if you've got to see our our sad asses pulling out of bed and getting on the road at like four in the morning. No. Right, like. Mm-mm. Like you, like eleven, I'll consider it. Uh, I'll consider that being an included video, but uh, uh-uh, no. Like yeah. this was zombie fest this year. <laughs> really, oh. it wasn't that bad. We actually got to sleep until five. There's been mornings I've gone to bed at three, gotten up at four, Ooh. rolled out and done it. Um, yeah, and that's just because. I'm used to these, you know, a lot of things that are big for people. I'm like, mm, no, not really. Not necessary. No, see, we've already had this conversation. I need four and a half hours sleep, period, in the discussion. Right. I got to yeah. have it. Like, if you're waking yeah. me up before four and a half hours, this is zombie central. You know, yeah. you better have coffee and a human sacrifice. Because, well, normally I have coffee. You know what? Debatable. Well, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's always coffee. There's always coffee. Um, but no, like Beltane morning, I like I was zombie mode. I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I'm operating mm-hmm. a vehicle at 70 miles an hour. Cool. Wake me when we're there. <laughs> right. Um, you know. Yeah. Like, why are these people and I'm screaming like, and interrupting my nap? 
Um, uh-huh. Damn. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> uh-huh. But, and, yeah. you know, no, by that time, like, I was already on game and moving. Um, yeah. And going like, oh, yeah. this is normal. Yay, I got extra sleep. Let's move. Um, yeah, but, no, there was that, like, for, like, the, the, like, the morning of Beltane, it really does, like, finally start to come together, like, ten minutes before gate open. And even at that, there's there was a point in that morning, it was, it was like, we are never going to get all these people set up. Uh-huh. I, 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 we're, we're, we're never going to get them set up. Like, this is not going to happen. Because... Uh-huh. Like, especially the vendors that show up with, like, two minivans worth of stuff, it's like, are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. You have one booth, it's 10 by 10. Mm-hmm. You have two vans of stuff. Uh-huh. Not people and stuff, stuff. Yeah. Love that booth. Love them. They come in. They do all their stuff. You oh, know. yeah. They're amazing. Just they give do. them a place. Just give them a place. They, they were come great. in, and it's they like mad science. Snap, snap, snap together. Oh, yeah. It was great, and the finest, final mm-hmm. product was awesome. But there's a point when they're showing up, and they're like, no, we're both for the same booth. And it's like, ah, oh, God. Did someone lie to you and tell you a hundred by hundred on your booth space? Like, did you misread? Like, this mm-hmm. is a ten foot by ten foot booth. Where are you putting? I don't know. They invented space. It was amazing. It was great. Um, hopefully, you know, being connected to a different dimension will not harm the park in any way, shape, or form. Though we may be losing that space to the airport, so, you know, maybe they'll put a runway right through that hole and it'll be great. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if our entire, you know, like, executive branch in the state of West Virginia were to all be on a plane and fly through a wormhole. I don't think anyone would notice for a while. No. Of course, I also think our executive branch of West Virginia is already in another dimension. That's the problem. They don't have a clue. Well, there is some of that. There's a fair amount of that. But, yeah. No, it's yeah. it's been crazy. This new education bill sounds like a nightmare. So West Virginia now has charter schools. We're going to be getting uh, three immediately until like twenty twenty three, and then three mm-hmm. year thereat, um, or right. something like that. Anyway, it's mm-hmm. supposed to put more money into public education. Um. Yeah. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It was a very controversial bill. Our governor didn't even bother at scheduling a press op for that. Um. So that's when you know it's really crap. Like, yeah, he wants no memory of this being attached to him. Yeah. Mhm. 
this is going to be a crap like build. This is going to be a crap Totally forced Do I know? I, I think he totally oh, yeah. forced it for You know, yes, yeah. and well, here's they, my they thing. Totally and a lot of... Well, they totally waited till the middle of summer when it's like, well, the teachers won't be protesting, at least not in a noticeable felt by every you know taxpayer in the state kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like they can come protest, come protest, but it's not going to be mm-hmm. like, well, little Jimmy had to stay home from school today, and mommy's a little ticked. Um, yeah. So you know, reach out to your legislatures and like, yeah kill them, um, you know, like it was earlier in the year, um, because right. that's, that's basically where that got to very quickly, and it yeah. did, where's, but, you know, you know where so they totally fail? waited till a summer session, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but no, we're, we're going to have charter schools now, which should be great, right? Like, that'll totally work out. What could possibly go wrong? Right. It won't work out. I've seen them before. They're a joke. West Virginia needs private schools. Let's start with private. Okay? And then once we have private schools, then we can look at charter schools. Well, no, that's generally the theory, though. Well, I mean, and it's not like West Virginia doesn't have private schools. We have them all over the state. They're just called... Christian schools. They're and they teach a dumbed-down education. Yeah, whatever. They still call themselves private schools. They're still not subject to education requirements. You do not get mm-hmm. an actual high school diploma. But it meets the requirements so as to not, you know, be considered truant. Um, right. I.e., you know, like your child's not truant. They are going to a school. You know, mm-hmm. good luck on that one. Um, but mm-hmm. no, I've seen the education. It's a total dumbed down, like, just nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's segregated by uh, gender. Um, because, mm-hmm. of course, you want the girls to be dumber than the boys. Because not that it matters in terms of that. Because, of course, they're just supposed to spread their legs and pump out children once they get married. Um, so it's not like they really need to know anything. Um, but yeah, like be able to count so you know how many will fit into the van. Um, and that's basically it. Right. I mean, it's a total Duggar setup kind of nonsense, you know. But yeah, that's what you get. It's not a, it's not actually accredited. Um, you, if you want to technically meet the requirements for employment, you leave from your quote unquote high school graduation and then you go over to Mm -hmm. the county and get your GED. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise you might as well have dropped out. Um, and a lot of the people that go to get their GEDs really, really struggle. And mm-hmm. not everyone, not every school is that bad, but so, so many of them are that it's like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I cannot see this as a reasonable education alternative. Um, right. And I kind of expect that's where charter schools are going to end up. 
not because they're well they're probably going to be a few that try to become charter schools that are going to really be religious schools in disguise but there's also going to be the fact of this is for profit education right and realistically nonprofit education's already broke right how well you think for profit's going to do like you got to start squeezing well, these margins a little harder I don't right. think it's going to work out. I think it's going to actually just create more problems for more students. You're going to end up with schools borderlining bankruptcy or you know, right. insolvency, like we can't even pay our flipping teachers, um, you know, because they're no longer getting tax money. Um, then in turn, I'd say you'd probably see a slowly evolving, like once we start this ball rolling and we mm-hmm. have more and more charter schools, I think what you're going to eventually see is they're going to start moving out of communities. So right. once they've bankrupted the public education system and the schools are falling into complete dilapidation and disaster, um, mm-hmm. and, oh, by the way, we don't have money for, you know, light. Um, mm-hmm. Then you're going to see that these charter schools go, okay, well, we've gotten everything we can get from here. Let's move on down the road. If you'd like to follow mm-hmm. us, it's now a 45-mile drive to get to school every day. Um, and mm-hmm. if you don't, you can always go back to public education mm-hmm. You know, and the five teachers that have held on. Um, right. You know, it is. It, it's, yeah. Like this yeah, is another outside interest rape and pillage. No, this is another outside interest rape and pillage of West Virginia that everyone's being told is going to bring, bring prosperity and wonderful opportunities. That isn't right. That's going to further trash the state and then turn around and blame us for our own problems. Right. Also, and, cold, you know, but you know. Yes, but also with those and all the crap going on with those. I want to see the pork. You know there's got to be pork in that bill. There's got to be something that's going to mess up teach because they can't teach now. they got to get test scores. There's no teaching about it. Um, well, there's, yeah, be there's a, a lot of uh, informing education requirements just to meet um, testing requirements. Right. And granted, Granted, I will say I went through right as that was starting to become the issue is that mm-hmm. we our test scores were so low. We've got to get those test scores up. And we started, like, twisting our education towards, you know, standardized testing, um, mm-hmm. which became a joke because ultimately yeah. by the time we did it, we did that. We got our test scores up. Our test scores were amazing. Then they turned around and said that, oh, well, you know, testing's not really all that important, and, you know, now we have to consider the quality of education. And it's like, so you're basically saying because the dumb hillbillies managed to do it, then obviously the tests are flawed? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we got out of it, is we, like, we were like West Virginia worked so hard. All of us kids worked so hard. All of our teachers worked so hard 
trying to get us to meet um, testing standards so that our scores would dramatically improve. And they did. We, we were suddenly looking so amazing in testing. And then all of a sudden they come back and it's like, well, you know, testing's not really all that important. And now we have to question the quality of education. And right, that's where I was. It's like, do the dumb hillbillies figured out how to do it? Yeah. But no, it was, it, to me, I don't think that either way is wrong. I, I do disagree with teaching towards testing requirements. Um, to an extent, I don't think either one necessarily impugns the education. Um, I think you may get more out of one than you do another in terms of, mm-hmm. like, they offer different things. Um, right. You know, if you're trying to get kids into college as your primary goal, then, yes, standardized right. testing will do a lot for that. Um, but if you're trying to do, you know, basic learning and, right. you know, not preparing these kids for college, then mm-hmm. no, standardized testing just tells a lot of people you're too stupid to function. Um, or more I, importantly, makes them feel that way. Because there's a lot of people right. that hate that they're very intelligent, they're very capable, they they are wonderful human beings, but you put a standardized test in front of them, and that's just a recipe for, like, anxiety, ulcers, mm-hmm. you know, nervous breakdown, mental health issues, and a whole lot of, I'm too stupid to pass, I'm too stupid to pass, I'm too stupid to pass. Um, and I've seen that. I've seen kids absolutely lose it because they're so pushed on standardized testing that, mm-hmm. you know, by the time that test is there, they're not even coping. Like, they're beyond right. beyond freaking out. They're, they're just barely existing at this point. You know, right. that if well, you can hand them the test or a gun with a single bullet, like mm-hmm. 90% of them would pick up the gun and just be like, put me out well, of my misery. Yes. Well, what I'm seeing, and, you know, I have a very strong opinion on education. What I'm seeing uh-huh. come out of school, out of house schools now, it's mm-hmm. children that can't read children that have no idea when World War II was or what it was about, children who have no creativity whatsoever, children who, you know, are built and designed to answer one test, empty the brain, and start over. I mean, come on, um, McDonald's, Walmart had to design software to tell them what change to give back. They don't know how to count and money. They don't know how to open a bank account. Well, but again, what we end up with standardized testing um, mm-hmm. is it's more so standardized testing is about critical thinking skills. It's not about mm-hmm. memorization. It's not about knowing, you know, what year did the War of 1812 end. It's, it's mm-hmm. not about that kind of information. 
Um, and arguably, ever since the advent of the Internet, how much have we really needed to memorize information? Um, we're all walking around with information in our pocket. It's instantly right. available, will always be there. And that has been a big part of the 21st century is mm-hmm. how much information do we need to keep as long as we develop critical thinking skills, as long as we have the ability to take that information and mm-hmm. do things with it, you know, and to understand what we're reading and understand, you know, complex thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. As long as we're getting there, I don't know that rote memorization ever did anything for us. Um, on math, realistically, I think the bigger problem that we're having is that mm-hmm. in a predominantly non-cash society, there's a lot of kids that even if you're sitting there you know, talking about like change in terms of, you know, I don't think their problem is necessarily with the the total was 955, I handed you a 10, I need 45 cents back. I think it's the actual problem of having so little hands-on experience with cash mm-hmm. that it's almost a foreign concept. That so much, so many of our transactions occur, and even for little mm-hmm. kids, occur in that kind of credit arena. You know, whether it's a lunch mm-hmm. program where your parents get billed, and so you don't carry lunch money, your parents just get a bill at the end of the month, or they have to prepay at the beginning of the month, whatever. Um, right. All the way to. They're, you know, by the time they're in high school, how many parents are handing their kids cash anymore? Most of these kids have some form of a at least prepaid card, if not an actual mm-hmm. card on their parents' account. Um, or, right. some, you know, not maybe on the primary account, but at least some kind of secondary account. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so much of their life is spent in digital currency, um, digital transactions, you know, all of this, when you physically put them in front of cash, I think there's this, I understand, but I don't. Like, it's that moment when you were like five and you couldn't quite get it. Like, you knew this was a nickel and it was five. And you knew this was a dime and it's ten. I think that's where the problem comes in is so much of, you know, previous generations' lives were spent with cash. You know, giving a baby a quarter, you know, or at least a toddler, so, you know. But giving a kid a quarter, they learned really quick that this is money and I can, you know, put it in a gumball machine and get a thing. You quickly, instantaneously learn commerce. Um, right. Gumball machines are almost a thing of the past. You rarely see them anymore. Um, and most of those day. are now getting more and more expensive. Pardon? I see them every day. 
I don't see that many anymore. I really don't. Like, and maybe Parker, it's the oblivious adulthood, but I don't. I, I, I don't know. I don't see everywhere. Them Okay. Um, but, but no, yeah, I well, see them everywhere. Fine. Even though, like most restaurants, they're there. But what I'm what I'm saying is like, here's an example: the book, The Last of the Wine. Big influencer uh-huh. book for you, right? Yes. For me, it was Grace of Wrath or you know Huck Finn. Teachers can't teach literature anymore. They've got to teach everything else except literature. They've got to teach everything else except. The what I call the importance, the things that are like, oh my God, okay, I get this concept of, you know, this occurred because of this, so this is the chain of command of events, and this is how you can dissect this, and this is what the author is trying to say, but really isn't. They aren't teaching it. Mm-hmm. Well, now you that's know. becoming a college level thing, um, and it is. I'm sorry, it is. Um, and in many ways, I think what is happening with education is a lot of that stuff is moving to post, the into that college level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's moving there because, one, you're right, with testing, there isn't a lot of time for that. But, two, the ultimate question becoming is can you form a fully functional adult without it? And I think a lot of education systems are saying, yeah, you can. You can. And they do. Mm -hmm. And there are. Um, Now, do I think in many ways it probably reduces some richness of life experience? Yeah. Um, Do I necessarily think that that's something that public education needs to concern itself with? Because ultimately this was supposed to be a minimum basic education. Mm-hmm. enough that you could navigate life if you don't go any further. Like, you get to the end of high school, you graduate in 12th grade, you never do, a, like, you never crack another book. Mm-hmm. If you graduate to 12th grade, do you have the minimum skills to show up to work on time, you know, if Effectively do the math to balance a checkbook, even if that's not an actual skill taught. But the ability to do the basic math of addition and subtraction. Can you multiply and divide? Can you form a at least coherent sentence on paper or now on screen? Can you, you know... As long as you ultimately can graduate 12th grade with those abilities, I think a lot of education is starting to really question, why are we bothering? Like, you know, a lot of this is only going to apply to Mm -hmm. people who go on to college. So why are we sitting here in high school? trying to teach these kids how to do, uh, to learn skills and, you know, concepts that they're never going to touch again. Because to be quite honest, I do know people that their, their, their education stopped at high school and that was it. Um, mm-hmm. And they've never opened another book since. 
they have, you know, most of the skills they learned in high school were redundant, like as an unnecessary, did not need, like the classes they struggled in, they have never used a thing from. Um, you know, so you start to question, is it worth it? Um, if you're not going on to a college level, is it worth it? Do you really need to understand as much as they're trying to teach in order to live a successful life? Um, you know, as like, if ultimately you consider successful um, to be a job that will only require you to have that education level. And many Mm -hmm. people have those jobs, and many people will work them until retirement or death. And, you know, and I get ultimately you have to sit here and question. Uh Uh-huh. They can't look at their paycheck and tell if they um, did not get all their pay. Happened a few times, especially when you have, you Mm -hmm. know, accounting people switching and blah, 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 blah. Right. What's the use? Well, personally, well, honestly, companies find that amazing. They love employees who can't read a paycheck and know if they're getting paid properly. Like, right. As long as it's in the company's favor. Um, right. But, yeah, they get a little annoyed if it goes the other way. And they're, But at the end of the day, I'm not saying it's a perfect education system. I'm just saying I think this is the legit conversation that education is starting to have is did we go too far and or how what do we cut? Um, and that's probably the bigger question, especially with the limited funding for education that they have been facing for decades now mm-hmm. of, you know, what, what what more do we cut? How can we cut? How can we streamline? Um, and so when you're throwing in concepts like privatization of education, um, ultimately that's what you're going to end up with is that that's just going to go further and further. Now, to me, it sounds like a very foreign, alien, horrible concept mm-hmm. to sit here and think of ripping literature. Um, you know, we'll keep English class. Like, you'll you'll do your grammar. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to rip out literature. I think that's horrible. I, you know, right. there's a lot of things that I think would be horrible to lose in education. But, yes. but when you consider the number of people that, you know, barely graduated, you know, ended up in, I don't want to be insulting, but they were, they were bonehead classes to barely, you know, past those who go out and they work and they have a job and maybe they have a wonderful job and you know, or they start their own business you know with a skill they they have um mm-hmm. you know if that's the case then does like how far do we have to push education 
in order to make that possible because that was the original goal. It was not to create, you know, the next Hemingway or, you know, anything like that. If you look at education pre-World War II, Mm -hmm. a lot of what we were doing was very basic in many ways. Now, a lot of it was based on rote memorization, which has its Mm -hmm. own problems. You had a lot of kids that could sit there and recite things, but when you go to ask them questions, they have no idea what the words they just said meant. But they can keep, but they can stand there and they can recite it over and over and over again. Don't ask them any questions. So do they know anything? No. They don't know anything. And a lot of education pre-World War II was built on very stereotypical gender roles mm-hmm. of, you know, girls don't need to learn math. They need home economics and, you know, very much like what, you know, the Christian education I was just trashing earlier right. does now. Um, right. You know, women aren't worth anything, so we're not going to teach them anything because they don't need to know anything. Right. Um and then the effort was placed on um, boys um, to, to, you know, really buckle down and learn more. Even if that, you know, while there was an assumption some of these boys were going to go on to college, there was still an understanding that many of them would not. Of those that didn't, you know, Someone's going to work in a restaurant till they die, and someone's going to pick up garbage till they die, and someone's going to do this. And it wasn't an insult. It's these are things that our community needs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, every community needs a grocery store. Every community needs a rest uh, a restaurant. Every community is going to need a garbage man. You know, and. Within those, while there are skills you will need, while there are aptitudes you will need to have, while there are, you know, things you need to know how to do, um, those aren't necessarily specific to every kid. And if you can introduce them to the concept and push them a little further, then, yeah, you can potentially do a lot less educationally um, up mm-hmm. to the point in which you're dealing with a student that's going on to college. And even then, right. a lot of right. what we're seeing is we've seen a massive, like, push down of, you know, college-level classes or college-level concepts, as they used to be, into mm-hmm. high school education. You know, trig right. and calculus and those were not always such a big deal um, mm-hmm. at the high school level. They are fundamentals of college. Like, if you don't mm-hmm. get these concepts, you're going to have some big trouble in a real big hurry. Um, but as far as high school, do you really need to take trig and calculus and algebra? and Not really. You know, uh, Back when I was in high school, there was also a class called Business Math, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Bonehead Math. Bonehead Mm -hmm. Math. 
in out done meet your state requirement for a math class out the door you go um you're not going to learn any high functional things but as long as you pass the class we can certainly guarantee you can do basic math mm-hmm. um and ultimately you can theoretically hire someone else to do the rest. Now, does that mean you can look over your own, sh- uh, look over your shoulder and, or their shoulder and make sure that they're not screwing you? No. Nope. Um, so I hope you trust the person you're getting to do that, but still, um, ultimately, how, at what point does public education need to concern itself? And I think that's the question that public education is getting to the point of asking. What's our bare minimum? And how little resources do we need to do that? And then trying Mm -hmm. to hold off the the vultures and and stay above the minimums. Like, you know, I, I think that's where education is. And I think that the vultures are closing in really close. Um, to picking it apart, but right, you know. Well, in my opinion, I like the German system. Around fourteen, fifteen, you take a test. The test tells you mm-hmm. where your aptitudes are, where your talents are, where your interests are. Mm-hmm. That way, if you're not set to be a doctor, you don't take biology. You're set to be a banker. Yeah, you better take business math, and here's some basic accounting classes, and let's get you on the way to college. Or at least into a business, like an associate's business. Um, Right. Yeah, and I can certainly see um, the value of those things. And and I'm sure in in many countries that is a very valuable thing. However... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if we're going to pretend there's still an American dream, we have a fundamental mm-hmm. problem, which is, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the one that education has been built around, is that you can grow up to do anything you want to. You can be anything. And if we're mm-hmm. gearing our education towards that and – you know, we're we're literally looking at every kid and going, what do you need to be like everything? And mm-hmm. setting them up in classes so that they can do that. Um, and then hopefully in the grading system should have been trying to give them some feedback of like your talents lie elsewhere, um, right. which is actually a direct quote from a college professor about my sister taking a piano class after her first recital, mm-hmm. um, your right. talents lie elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. You know, harsh, but true. Um, you know, but unfortunately, we've veered so far from that. Um, I right. have so many teachers that don't want to discourage students or hurt them or see their schools suffer, um, you know, or their careers suffer. You know, because they're flunking too many kids, or too many kids can't right. pass your class, so obviously the curriculum's too hard. What are you doing? Right. It's easier to pass them. 
It's easier to give everyone A's and not deal with their cranky-ass parents. It's easier um, to just keep pushing them through, um, Uh especially when you're not giving teachers the tools to actually do what they need to do. Um, And I think one of the biggest missed opportunities is that, no, we don't have individual education plans which is ultimately what you're talking about. Um, yeah. For IEP. You know, every child, every child, mm-hmm. not just, you know, quote unquote special needs students. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I appreciate those for them. That's a wonderful thing and a wonderful concept. Now let's go do that with the rest of the classroom. Because exactly. not all these kids are going to college, not all these kids ought to go to college. A lot of these kids are going well, to end up owing that. a lot of money and wasting a lot of time going to college. Right. And see, I think IEPs and Westinghouse testings should be done mm-hmm. on every child. Well, yeah. Every child. And then I think there's a period there where you try to, you know, and make it a little broad, you know, not necessarily mm-hmm. narrow it down. Um, but at least get a kid on the right path, um, and stop sticking, you know, the art kid in flipping trig. Like, I'm so sorry every time I see, like, a kid whose parents are, like, pushing them to go do this. Because money will be better if you go do this. Money will be better. So they force this kid in classes that, they just sit there and, like, you. they're bored, they're angry, they're struggling. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why am I here? What am I doing? Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. this. I don't care about this. I don't want to do this. Why am mm-hmm. I here? Um, you know, and I'm not saying every art kid is necessarily bad at math. But you get what I'm right. saying. You know, if the kid has an interest in trig and that somehow relates in the future to their art, then that's great. Right. But not necessarily push a kid into that class. You know, because mm-hmm. you're basically setting this kid up for failure most times. Um right. you you're you're you you're you're judging a fish by how well it can climb a tree. Like, yeah, the kid's going to feel like a total failure and, you know, a dumbass and, you know. Right. Why are you setting your kid up for failure here? You know. Well, not like that. more importantly, you know. Okay. Okay. The problem I see a lot of times is you have students who uh-huh. are taking this and that and, you know, that, you know, are failing. The reason they're failing, the get, you know, failing at it is it's too simple. So they get bored and their BD comes out and then we've got other issues going on. If you have a beginning, you run a Western test on them, it shows where their aptitude already is, like at first grade, they're reading on a fifth grade level, their math skills are at third grade, their social skills are at second grade, and they're a tactile learner, well, boom, you move them there. 
and they can take advanced well, and more math or advanced science then. Well, well, some of it is taking advanced classes, and some of it is we've really got to divorce ourselves from the notion of grade mm-hmm. levels um, yeah. and focus more on skills and abilities. You know, if, right. if you're twelve, if you're a twelfth grader with you know fifth grade math skills, and mm-hmm. your aptitude is for something non-business. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to become an electrical engineer. Mm-hmm. Then a fifth grade math education is probably fine. All right. You know, or a sixth grade or a seventh grade. You know, it's not going to really be a big deal. Because ultimately right. what, you, what you end up with is going back to kind of my point, you end up with kids who mm-hmm. sit here and they struggle with 12th grade English. Right. You know, okay, so they sit there and they go through this class and they don't get it. Like the grammar mm-hmm. doesn't mean crap to them. The literature doesn't mean crap to them. Like all the books and crap you have to read for 12th grade English and you know, write a paper mm-hmm. and all this crap. For a lot of kids, it's never going to work. It was never going to be pretty. It was never going to be, you know, fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. And most of those kids do not go on to do things that would ever require those skills. But right. we sat there, we made them go through this class, and they barely passed it. You know, you, you sit there with parents telling them, you know, how could you be so stupid and I don't understand how you can't pass a stupid 12th grade English class, which ultimately says the same thing. I don't know how you're the stupid Um, or, you know, whatever. And they, they build up this concept that they suck. Right. And what you ultimately end up with is someone that because part of their skills, abilities and aptitudes we're not mm-hmm. going to cover 12th grade English. Um, right. Went through a class with stress and frustration and ultimately anger, um, right. as well as, you know, this this general sense of, you know, I'm stupid, I'm no good at English, I don't know how to read, blah, 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 blah. And what you ultimately see is that's crap people carry with them for a lifetime. Exactly. Um, You know, how many people do I run across in in my business um, interest of, you know, I'm not good with computers. I swear to God, it feels like every client starts the conversation with, I'm not Mm -hmm. any good with computers. Sorry. And it's like, no, you're not an expert with computers. Got that. You obviously managed to do enough to get paid by your boss. So you're good at what you need to do on a computer. Um, I don't need you. Like, your boss does not need you to fix it. Your boss does not need you to understand error messages. Your boss does not need you to be able to Mm -hmm. do this advanced skill set. 
as long as you meet the requirements of your job. Right. And in that regard, you are great with computers. But instead, we have this accumulation of things that we pick up. And Mm -hmm. every time I hear a client say that, I know that someone has made fun of their abilities. Someone has sat there and laughed at them for doing something the hard way. Um, That Mm -hmm. someone's grabbed a mouse out of their hands. Um, Mm -hmm. That someone has spent a bunch of time talking over them in very technical terms. Mm -hmm. Like, these are things I know. Um, Is that someone somewhere has sat there and talked to this person like they're a total flipping moron. Right. And not in the good way. Because I've dealt with some people that I'm like, I, I, I don't know what you're getting paid for. But still, you know, right. okay, let me, you know, and to be rude about it, let me dumb it down for you, which is a core functionality of what I do for a living. It doesn't work if I approach a client and I'm talking, you know, upper-level technical jargon that mm-hmm. they don't get. It doesn't help them. It doesn't tell them no, anything. Don't. They don't know what they're paying for. They don't understand the problem. If I leave no. there and all I've done is confuse them, aggravate them, annoy them, and hand them a bill and, yeah, fix their problem, hopefully – because um, right. there are people that I've seen in my field that don't even fix the problem. They just band-aid it so they get called in six months. Um, yeah. But if I, you know, and I fix their problem, mm-hmm. what have I done? Like, well, in a lot of cases, nothing. people have, well, yeah, because a lot of people have issues and, and problems that it's like, look, okay, here's what's actually happening. If you do mm-hmm. this this way and you mm-hmm. know, change the process they're going through, then it'll do this, which is the thing you wanted it to do, um, sure. and it won't create the headache. And you sure. don't have to call me. Um, sure. And, you know, I, I've had a lot of people that have started that I, I'm not good with computers. And I'm like, if I can take an employee, now, and granted, she was a very smart, wonderful, clever person, um, but she had never touched a computer in her life. Mm-hmm. Like, she knew nothing about computers. The only thing she'd used is a stupid little, uh, literally, a dumb terminal, um, which is a keyboard, an over-glorified keyboard. Um, attached to a monitor, um, feeds everything into a server. There's no mouse. There's no thoughts. There's no windows. There's no pop-ups. It is all dumb level computing. Right. Um, that is everything she's done. Our office switched her over to, uh, or we were going to, she was actually our last holdout. Um, and it took a while to get her on a computer. And she just, she looked at me and bawled her eyes out while we were on a smoke break. 
about I'm going to lose my job. I don't know how to use a computer. I've never touched a computer. I've never had a computer. I, I, I don't understand any of this. And what's a mouse? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, breathe. All right, we'll work it out. You know, yeah. so two things occurred. One is I went to my boss and said, hey, look, we got one holdout and we're going to need a while. Like, she just had a panic attack. Um, and right. two, yeah, I can work with her. It's not going to be a problem. So she did. Right. She got all excited. She went to Walmart. She bought a full $350 computer, I think it was. And she's like, okay, I have a computer. How soon can you get here? Because I don't even want to open the box yet. And I went, I'll be right there. Right. Like, I just need sure. directions to your house. Where do you live? Um, mm-hmm. And so we go. I, I go over. We open the box, and I'm like, "Here you go." And she's like, "No, I don't want to touch it." And I said, "Well, you're going to have to quickly get over that because you're going to spend a lot of time doing that." And you know, so we went through a lot of those things, um, and more so made her do them. You know, it's like I. Mm-hmm. I I need you to get comfortable with what I'm saying and listening and hearing, but I need you to get that tactile understanding when I say do this, that you know what you're Mm -hmm. touching, you know, Mm -hmm. or what you're looking at or what you're seeing um, and build that connection. Um, And so that's what we did. We did that for like three weekends and suddenly she's more proficient than half the office. Right, like she but, got it, you know, she understood it, it clicked. She was good to go. Mm-hmm. If I can get right, someone those that, are at, that starts at that point, that mm-hmm. granted had a very vested interest in keeping her job, um, and mm-hmm. move her to the point that she's more proficient than half the office right now. Um, right. You know, she's got this. Um, right. She knows what she's doing. She knows the terms. She understands what you're saying. Does she know how any of the internals work? Not a clue. All right. But I've connected all the dots together for her to at least understand from the previous system to this system. And, oh, by the way, I introduced her to the Internet and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Her, yeah, her family suffered greatly. I found it amusing. Yes. But Yes. But, you know, that happens a lot, and it starts at those beginning levels. Um, you know, that's why, you know, in our house I have the you cannot degrade yourself in this house because enough of the degradation has gone on in this house. Or, you know, and I also make my tell my clients, oh, no, you can't do that. You're not broken. You're not stupid. <laughs> you know, because you have to break that somewhere. Well, and at some point you have to really understand is you're being judged on something you're not good at. And that's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. not everyone's great at everything. And if you're being judged on something you're obviously not good at that you tried, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, that grade's always an A because you tried. Right. You know, you knew you weren't good at it. You knew you were going to probably fail, and you did it anyway. Um, right. You know, you get the A for effort. 
Not for the outcome, but you get the A for after. Right. right. You know. I, uh, but so many people get used to being beaten up and, and failing and being told mm-hmm. they're failures on top of it and, you know, made fun of for the fact that they can't do something. And it's right. like, you know what? You got to move past that. Like, someone right. has given you really bad information. You know, yes. if you can do what you need to do with it, and if you're happy with what you're able to do, you know, mm-hmm. people in cell phones get that from mm-hmm. every senior citizen who gets a touchscreen phone from their kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to use it. I don't know how to turn it on. I don't know what it's supposed to do for me. But my son, daughter, grandchild, whatever, bought me one. Help right. me. You know, that conversation. And it's like, you know, I'm never going to be good with that. I love, love, love when clients start that. I said, well, what do you want to know how to do? Turn it on. Get them to turn it on. I said, now you're good at that. So we just killed that one. What else do you want to be good at? Eventually Mm -hmm. they get what I'm saying and they start laughing about it. Usually any client I can get to laugh, Mm -hmm. oh, I can make them run circles around that grandchild. Right. At least but at in the terms same of time, doing the things they want to do. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like Mama Nine. You know, she had, we got her mm-hmm. on Alexa, and she is just in love. Yes. No, and now her neighbors are in love. Yeah, we need to send her on Alexa. affiliate link. Yeah, we need to set her yes. up with an affiliate link and put a little sticker on her door and, like, send it to all her friends because she has become a mm-hmm. little salesman. Um, uh-huh. Like, it was so weird, I have to say, and I'm sure she's probably listening, so sorry. But there her, was a Alexa. moment. I know. There was a moment where recently she she just started this conversation with the words, mm-hmm. So how much did you pay for the Alexa? And it was one of those conversations. We're in a car. Uh-huh. And I don't know where your mind went, but where mine went is, oh, God, she's knocked it over and destroyed it. Nope. And that's I'm not like, where my mind went. Well, that's where mine went. And I'm like, I, I'm like I I I I I um um well not a whole lot like I think that flew out of my mouth first was well not a whole lot you know I didn't want her to feel bad uh-huh. if she'd knocked it over and broken it it was like yeah we'll get you another one don't worry about it um you know no, no, no. we're never gonna tell her what we actually paid or what its actual value is but um you know but we did yeah. get it on sale that was an honest statement. Um, we saved a sure. ton of money on it um, when we bought it. You know, yay Amazon and you know um, their specials. Um, sure. So what I said wasn't untrue, but it was that moment of like, oh my God, she's broken it, and she's this is how she's telling us. Oh dear Lord, that's wow. where my mind went, and I was like, I'm not going to make her feel bad. <laughs> oh no! I had this conversation with that mo- with my mother. Um, mm-hmm. before 
Because I know that tone in her voice when she is messed up and broke something. I also Ooh. know the tone of that voice Ooh. when she is on that, mm-hmm, I can make a profit. I got to figure out the margin <laughs> of this profit. You know, my mother uh-huh. has a 12, well, she has a 12th grade education, and then she went to nursing school for a year and a half. Yeah. At the same time. She grew up in a family, in a, one family ran business, uh-huh. and then dealt with my father, who was a salesman. He could sell, even though he was a preacher and a nurse. I've seen that man sell people stuff at a flea market they don't need. That conversation mm-hmm. that we had in the car about how much this Alexa was was her trying to figure out her profit margin. Uh huh. Yeah, I figured that uh-huh. out at the at the end of it, or you know, as the conversation progressed. But I'm talking that first moment as like, oh god, she broke it. How uh-huh. she broke it? We have knocked ours over like five times. It just hits the floor and rolls away. Because uh, we got her the spot. Like, oh, okay, yeah. We didn't even start easy. We we got her to the spot. We didn't get her the the little you know dot. We got her a spot. Um, so I'm just sitting here going, we've knocked ours over plenty of times and on concrete even, and it just like, it hits the floor and then it just rolls away and Mm -hmm. it's fine. It's happy. It's okay. It survived. But I'm like, and then I'm just running through my head immediately with like coffee cup, you know, I, like she decided to wash it. Like, I, I'm just, like, now, in, in her defense, in her defense, it's not, like, you have to realize, I, I spend a lot of time with people who do things to computers, and then I have to sit, sometimes sit there and just bite my tongue, try not to laugh, and go, mm-hmm. well, that wasn't the best decision. But let's mm-hmm. see what we can when internally sometimes I'm screaming, What the hell were you thinking? Um, you know. Like internally mm-hmm. sometimes with Mala. Like the woman who knocked the coffee onto her computer and then uh-huh. put her computer outside the sun to dry. Right. And so by the time I get it, the the case is warped. Uh Uh-huh. This liquid has been held against the motherboard because she turned it upside down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, oh, woman, no, 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 no. So she tells me all this. I'm standing there with a totally straight face. Mm -hmm. Internally, I'm like, not what you do. Not what you do is what's going through my head. But professionally, I'm going, well, let me, you know, take it home and see what I can do. Um, I'm not sure at this point if it's fixable, but I'll see what I can do. Because that gets me out of the the environment. Like, let me load it up and take it home. 
so that when I get in the car and pull out of her driveway and I get a good mile down the road, I can have that moment of Jesus, King Christ. We're Mm -hmm. like, really? 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 What? In the sun? Direct sunlight. All day. You left it on your porch. Oh, my God. Oh, the case is all remember this one. Yeah. I remember this one. And the reason I remember this one is you walk through the door looking like you have Mm -hmm. rescued an abused puppy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the look on my face was just like, I, 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 I need liquor. I, I, mm-hmm. Like I, I can't even for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even. Like I, I wasn't uh-huh. prepared for this one. I wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. All she said is she knocked a cup of coffee over on her computer and she unplugged it. And I was like, okay, good start, good start, good start. She right. did not drop the bombshell of left the battery in it, set it on her front porch, indirect sunlight, upside down. Yeah. Oh, really? What would you... Mm. Overnight. Overnight. That was the other part. She left it out overnight till the next day. So I'm then going Mm -hmm. condensation. Like, this computer Mm -hmm. has sat out overnight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she likes cream and sugar in her coffee. Like yeah. things you pick up about clients so you know later what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so when the ant crawled out, I was non-pulsed. Did nothing, Sorry. did nothing. I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, this is going to be a fun one. Ultimately, no, it was not fixable. Well, I'll take that back. It was technically repairable. Um, and, and just as an insight, I'm not one of those people that will necessarily fix it just because I can. Um, there, like, there's weighted parts of this conversation in my head, and part of that weighted conversation is it needed a new screen, it needed a new keyboard. I wasn't too happy with the battery. And it was seven years old. Right. And at that point, um, and it was a, it, like, it was a 300-ish Walmart special at the time she bought it. Right. And I'm going, by the time I order all the parts, put in all the parts, and fix this bad boy, mm-hmm. just go to Walmart. Just, just, just yeah. go to Walmart. Buy another computer. I'm not going to charge you. I, like, I will come return this bad boy to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, copied her files off. Hard drive was salvageable. We copied the files off. Got her, you know, she kept all of her stuff. Um, sure. But, no, I'm just, like, I do. It, it's a struggle sometimes. And mm-hmm. But, you know well, what? Yeah, but well, here's the question for you. Really good. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I just have to say this really fast about this client before everyone's sitting here like dumbass. You know, and that whole judgment. For her age group, she's doing amazing. For right. people 30, 40 years younger than her, she's doing great mm-hmm. at what she needs to do on that computer. Her church loves right. her. She does right. amazing work for them. Mm-hmm. Her skills and abilities in what she was trained in are impeccable. Right. All the lights are on and everything is home with this woman. I do not Mm -hmm. know what caused this moment. Maybe it was the fact it was the first cup of coffee and it fell right into her computer. And, like, she didn't have a moment there to be like, "Mm, what should I do next? Mm -hmm. Um, But things happen. They do. Well, well, now two weeks later, two weeks later, Mm -hmm. uh uh-huh. You know, as I call, I blame the, you. I, I know. blame you. Mm-hmm. You can blame me, but mm. you really should blame the universe. You know, they're the ones yep. that you know hit you with a brick wall. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the side of that, you've done the same thing. Well, I did not turn it upside down and set it out on porch. Well, no, you didn't. But you spilled coffee on it. That happens. What should clients do when that occurs? Um, Basically, at that point, your best option is to immediately unplug if it is plugged in. If it has a removable battery, please take that out as quickly as possible. Um, You want to orient it on its side away from the charge port. Do not turn it towards the charge port. Um, That's where most of your, you know, capacitors and things like that are more likely to be on your motherboard. You do want to put it on its side. So, like, if it's a laptop, Um, because that's usually when this happens. If it is a laptop, you want to open it up um, to where it makes, you know, that pretty little perfect 90-degree angle between the screen and the keyboard. Set it on the non-charge port side on a table, like you're putting up a little, you know, uh, study carol. Um, If anyone remembers those from school. But basically, you want to leave it there to drain, you know, put some paper towels or a towel under it if you feel so inclined, and then that's it. Do not, if it's on when this happens, immediately, immediately, immediately turn it off. Don't care what you're doing, press and hold that power button until it turns off. And then set it as described, set it on its little corner. Um, let it drain and make sure to either go ahead and call your IT person if you have an IT guru, or if that's me, call me, um, and or take it where you can get it repaired. Um, many computers that have liquid damage um, can very much be repaired. 
a lot of times it's as simple as you've already done everything you needed to do, but having someone else go ahead and take it apart and make sure of that before you try to turn it back on, Mm -hmm. always in your favor. Because sometimes what happens is you will not leave it long enough. Um, There's trapped liquid that does not drain out. And therefore, if you turn that power back on, you're going to go boom. Um, And what would have been a very fixable machine suddenly becomes a hunk of plastic. Sometimes a flaming hunk of plastic. Right. Well, yes, and that would be unfortunate. But you can always reach out to us on our Facebook page, um, which is in the description of the show. And you know, if you're in our area, Pecky Joe's available. You know, I'll ship him out to do something. If not, we'll find you someone that's qualified to do that. Yes. We do have a few different people that we know of in many areas, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're always happy. Um, and I can certainly always, you know, at least give you an idea of what you're dealing with. You know, right. like, how big of a bear is it? Um, and I'll just say real quick, that is something I run into a lot with clients is sometimes that fear of calling. Um, I know for me, I will generally try to help you as much as I can over the phone. Um, if it's something that I can, you know, in any way, like get you back on track or at least give you an idea, okay, here's the barrier you're dealing with, you know, Mm -hmm. And walk you through some basic questions, like, do you even want to really go down this rabbit hole? What you after? Right. Because right. run into a lot of people, yeah, you paid $1,000 for that computer, you know, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what's worth now, and then ask you, do you really want to go putting two, $300 in it? Because computer right. value drops precipitously. Um, so once you start hitting that about three year mark, it's about gone. Its value is mm-hmm. pretty much used up. Um, you know, you, you, you're down into even a high end system is down to, you know, a couple hundred bucks at a best case. Um, right. and a lot of people don't realize that, that, you know, right. you're about to throw a lot of money towards something that's not worth what you think it is. So before you freak out, you know. And so, yeah, I'll take lots of those calls. I don't charge for those calls. I'll gladly, you know, walk through those without a problem. Like, tell me what you got going on. Um, And then I can tell you, is that something you want to fix? Is that something you really want to deal with? And what are your options that, you know, instead of this big giant repair bill you're afraid of, what are some options you got? Because not everything has to have a tech go deal with it. But liquid damage, guys, liquid damage, always, always, always suck it up. If you want to keep it or get your files off of it either way, take it to a repair place and suck it up. Like you cannot get around that. Tuesday with the Psychic Coffee Shop. Joe, of course, be sitting in my co-seat. Um... And we'll be taking your calls. So, until then, good night, y'all. Good night.
Choosing a psychic is hard, and you don't want to waste time finding one that's right for you. You've thought about calling into the show, but you want more privacy than that? With services from phone, email, chat, text, and his network availability, you need to check out Asen's website at asennight.com. Just a few clicks and you can have your own personal, private psychic reading. On asennight.com, you can also find out about VIP packages, scheduling parties and events, and signing up for his classes. What are you waiting for? Talk to Asen today. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network.